deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin's dream. Uh, hello everybody. This is the Shrieky Shack. I'm ZC. And I'm Liz. And we are lapsed Harry Potter fans walking through our once beloved series over again to see if there's still magic in those pages. <laughs> That's terrible, but I'm, we're going to keep we're rolling. We're, we're keeping that one. It's good. Um, so, yeah, so we are, uh, I'd say, the uh, like the prototypical Harry Potter fan. Uh, we are in our uh, our 20s. We grew up with the series as it was coming out. Uh, we sat through all of the uh, movies. And I think like many people our age, uh, we have gotten a little tired of the whole thing. Um, but it's undeniably, you know, like a big part of our kind of like pop culture history. So we're going to be uh, revisiting all the books um, chapter by chapter ish and uh kind of seeing what what it's like to re, uh to reread this stuff in an age where the author is saying weird stuff on twitter all the time look looking to rediscover that magic looking to read yes the magic that i that i nearly managed to say without laughing uh, <laughs> because i mean like as as much as uh i've complained about it and like sort of lost touch with it over the years it's still like undeniably like like it was a huge part of growing up uh for me i'm i'm sure for you too right oh yeah for sure um so i guess this might be a good place to bring up our our like origin story here yeah you might say that harry potter brought us together yes uh (laughs) so uh we met in college and uh, you were not dressed in a Harry Potter costume at a bad Halloween party, but your roommate sure was. Oh yeah, she sure was. Um, I I was a B, and we were in the you know forty dollar prepackaged costumes from Party City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know probably cost a dollar to make. And yeah, uh, yeah my my roommate and. A great beloved friend at the time was, you know, I, I don't think they were able to say Gryffindor, but red and red and gold Hogwarts student, uh, <laughs> slutty edition. And I, you know, I, I don't know if I should say slutty. Um, well, you did, and we're keeping I it. I did. So I off, did say that. Off we trot. Um, but speaking of adult toys, uh, we did also find a wonderful review of a like star ace like a really fancy like toy doll maker uh and it's like a completely normal like toy review like you know like any one of these uh uh you know kind of like unboxing review channel things would have except it's a it's a it's a review of the of this doll of uh dumbledore and the guy just keeps on saying Albus Dumbledore. I so genuinely 
earnestly love this video. It's so good. I think this is my new favorite video. Today's collectible spot, we are having a look at the Starry's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Albus Dumbledorf. The Dumbledorf, Albus Dumbledorf. Like, I can't tell if it's a bit he's doing, but I don't think it is because every, like, I clicked around in some of his other stuff and he says everything like just fine like like not and it's not like an accent thing because he is just saying every time albus dumbledorf like really emphasizing it too there's a moment where he says albus dumbledorf and fuck yeah yeah yes he does like and like to he also says like fox normally later on but but it is albus dumbledorf and fox yeah it's dumbledorf the whole time and i just i love this so much it's it's my favorite genre of of like just weird youtube video that's like there's nothing wrong with it it's just really like funny in a very mundane way i guess because it keeps happening like it's like a 20 minute video he said dumbledorf so much that i went and looked at another review of his from like a year later where he was saying double door which is like another piece of like interesting lore here because none of the comments on this first video first of all say you're saying it wrong like no one told him that as far as i can tell right and if um, i know one thing about youtube comments it's like you make one mistake and all of the comments are that we watched another video of um this like delightful like loot crate unboxing and it oh yeah tiny tiny part someone says that pigwidgeon is Ginny's owl when it's actually ron's and you scroll down and it's just it's just uh, hundreds is probably an exaggeration but it's just a wall of comments it's like uh you don't know anything about harry potter it's actually ron's owl but this one in this 20 minute video where this guy says dumbledorf the entire time all of the comments are like great figure looks great yeah it's nuts uh, it's which makes so me think good. it's like a bit like i was like there's no way this isn't a joke i'm not in on especially because there's this comical part where he's holding the figure and he holds up the stand and it says plan is day albus dumbledore and he says yep albus dumbledorf <laughs> like i yeah if it's a bit it's like a master craft just like completely deadpan thing because he never I, I like i don't know he never leans into it he he just says for 20 minutes albus dumbledorf uh, but but like he said it enough that like I saw another video of his where he was saying double door on another figure and like it just sounded wrong to me it and I don't so think disappointing. I'm ever, I I'm never gonna get over this like like uh, now to me he is Albus Dumbledorf and that's just how how it is yeah I I believe in Albus Dumbledorf and Falk. I'll I'll link to the video because like first of all like I'm I'm not trying to like rag on the guy I think it is like a good review he's got like a lot of subscribers he's clearly passionate about like the toy review thing but it's just so surreal hearing Albus Dumbledorf so much while it's right like like the box is in front of him the whole time as well it's 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 kind of delightful yeah the thing is is if if you managed to watch this video because we did we watched all twenty minutes of it. Um, which I think is impressive. Mm -hmm. And by the end, it's Dumbledore. You're like, it was always Dumbledore. 
we're not even like scrap we haven't even gotten into like the most insane part of this thing which is that their detention is to go into the forest and euthanize a unicorn why that's crazy it's so stupid why like why couldn't it have just been like okay you're gonna go into the forbidden forest with haggard to like pick up some mushrooms for professor sprout's class and then they find the unicorn you know like why isn't it why is it that like is this what punishments are at hogwarts like you know filch was saying that that they used to like hang people up in chains i guess but like like going and euthanizing creatures in a forest because you uh got caught out of bed at night seems a little fucking extreme it has i mean the whole the whole thing is like Hagrid has been seeing unicorn blood and that means that there's a unicorn injured and they need to put it down. Fair. I I understand that. Um, he goes in with four, right? Four 11 year olds with a crossbow to go put this thing down. I, maybe I just especially think this is crazy because like, I'm pretty sensitive to like animal violence and I'm just imagining being like an 11 year old, like, like, I'm like Hermione here like really I'm gonna go and watch you like old yeller this unicorn (laughs) is that like appropriate that seems horrible it seems seems insane like 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 what are also like what are the 11 year olds going to do what's the goal here like like do they does Hagrid need like uh, someone to like you know hold the the unicorn down or whatever while he like shoots it in the head like what (laughs) Like what? What is the what's the plan here? <laughs> uh, and it's just it's especially bizarre because we like this is such a just whiplash chapter because last one Hagrid was just like so- spent the whole chapter sobbing over this dragon and call it you know saying like I'm its mummy um, and then this chapter he's just like this like crossbow forest man he's that's- fu- <laughs> yeah he's fucking he's 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 strapped he's got that mf fang on him and he's ready to put a hole in that unicorn <laughs> it's absurd yeah it's yeah he he goes from like blubbering wreck to like like level 50 ranger in like, like <laughs> the span of the chapter and i don't get it at all Oh, and just like all of the tension building stuff in this chapter is so goofy. Like the kids split up and one gets to take the dog to go like track the unicorn blood and um, Neville gets scared, which just seems very sensible to me. Um, And there's this like contrived getting Harry to go with Draco and Fang because Neville has to be with Hagrid, but the, the chapter doesn't do anything with it. Like Harry, Harry no. and Draco literally walk in silence. Like they have no interaction. It's like, why is Draco even here? Why do I give a shit? Yeah. I just, I just really, I don't know what, what Hagrid's plan. Like, do they, cause Hagrid clearly, if they're tracking it, like they it's not that he thinks the unicorn is like down and out, right? Like he's he clearly thinks that the unicorn is still like limping around or whatever. Yeah. Like is he just is he just like it, it, they split up, right? Like if the other party, like the distant party, like finds the unicorn, is Hagrid just gonna like go Bruh! and like shoot the unicorn <laughs> from far away? Like, <laughs> like ah, the whole the mechanics of this are so insane. And then it turns out that there's centaurs in the forest um are you ready for round two yeah yeah i'm ready 
Okay. Toilet basilisk. Excuse me? Toilet basilisk. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, this one is called, I, I don't know if you heard me, toilet basilisk. <laughs> uh, what? Okay. Um, for toilet basilisk, <laughs> what you will need <laughs> is a rubber snake from the dollar store. <laughs> glossy white spray paint Uh that's it wait what that's 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 it but do you also need hot glue i'm i'm going into my mind palace and i'm thinking about uh scenes from the harry potter books and extended lore (sighs) thinking about basilisks there was the basilisk in the chamber of secrets uh, I still, to this day, don't know if Nagini is a basilisk or not. Um, but I am not coming up with. I'm like, I'm like, go, so I'm in my mind palace, and I'm going down the hallway that says uh, basilisk, and I'm looking around for the, the door that says toilet, <laughs> and I'm not seeing it. I don't, don't know you hate what it, happens. <laughs> I'm. Is the basilisk in the toilet? Is it on the toilet? Um, <laughs> is this like a, a like a British thing where you say I'm going to the toilet? Okay, I will. I will read to you some of the other, or I'll tell you some of the other stuff that this project includes because this is this is just one piece of a larger bathroom project that I found oh. um, that included uh, buying a mp3 recorder off of amazon recording some sounds of people crying and putting a picture of moaning myrtle in the uh in the mirror above the toilet and also there's a motion sensor so when people go in the bathroom a woman starts crying okay um i don't know much about audio or or like when i think to myself if i wanted people to hear crying every time they walk into the bathroom i don't know how i would do that however is that the best way to do that? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how efficient this is. All I know is that they um, they have the sound of a crying girl in their bathroom. Who wouldn't which, want that? Which is just normal stuff that I would do in my normal house. <laughs> so you're creating the moaning Myrtle bathroom, yeah. basically. Or the, yeah. I still don't. I guess. Okay, so Harry Harry whispers. I'm I'm. I'm so far away from figuring out if this requires hot glue because I'm I'm like trying to decipher what this means. So Harry goes into the the bathroom and there's like a snake design on one of the sinks. Like it's scratched in and he ta- he talks to it in in parcel tongue and that opens the bathroom, but mm-hmm. I don't really remember any snakes in the bathroom. Like the snake motifs are in the Chamber of Secrets in the movie at least. Mm-hmm. Um but but it's not like oh moaning myrtle she lives in the bathroom with all those snakes like all the like stone snakes or snake mm-hmm. pi- pictures or whatever uh yeah yeah so, uh, it's not called harry potter and the and the toilet basilisk is what you're saying <laughs> it maybe should be i the snake moves around in the pipes that's right yeah that's true um 
Okay, so I have my rubber snake and I have my glossy white spray paint, which makes me uh-huh. assume that I'm trying to make the snake look like it's made of porcelain. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a, fair, that's a fair assessment, yeah. No, I would not use hot glue. Again, I'm, I'm running into the problem where I would <laughs> yeah, say, you, I'm not going to use hot glue. You got to put, put yourself in someone else's shoes here. I don't know what I would be hot, hot gluing it to. Actually, I'm going to say yes, because I bet that they're like hot gluing the toy snake into their like the special shape that the snake is in in the movie is that your is that your answer yeah okay you are you are correct uh hell you, yeah you need a hot glue gun for toilet basilisk and the, I, I have a quote here <laughs> hot glued to the sink and toilet so they look as if they were part of the fixture um <laughs> yeah i have to admit that it's been a while since i have used a hot glue gun like i think i was maybe in seventh grade like doing you know, some kind of craft project, probably. <laughs> it's not real. Like, I guess it could be like a really small rubber snake, but I feel like that wouldn't work very well. Like, I, yeah, hot I, maybe hot glue is way more um, heavy duty than I am imagining. Hmm. I be. I really question how much it looks like it's part of the fixture. Yeah, uh, I can send you some pictures later. Uh, the answer is it does not. It looks like there is a toy snake on the toilet. Yeah, and again, who wouldn't want that? And especially when you <laughs> you walk into the toilet and uh, you hear a crying woman and then there's this uh, snake glued to the toilet. And, you're and like, you go, this oh, is that's normal. Toilet Basilisk. This is good. <laughs> Thank you, Toilet Basilisk. One down. We've done it. We've solved it. We've done it. Um, so this next one is a little bit more introspective. Okay. Okay. All right. Am I the only person in the history of Harry Potter who likes creature more than Dobby? <laughs> uh, uh, I, will read the, I will read the body of this post, though. Okay. All I'm saying is he is totally badass. They tell him, they tell him go find this dude, and he comes back like chokehold style on this guy like four times <laughs> his size. I'm not saying I dislike Dobby. I'm merely pointing out the fact that Creature is pretty legit as far as completing kidnappings go. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so I, at first I was going to say... Yes, you are the only person in the history of Harry Potter who likes Creature more than Dobby. However, that is a compelling argument. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. Creature, um, creature, <laughs> can, fucking, creature can powerbomb a guy from the top rope. That sounds pretty cool, I guess. Uh, is he like John Wick for house elves? Like, like he, Yeah, he, totally like, badass is what you're saying. Yeah, he's totally badass. Don't set him off. Um, yeah. So- so I would say, uh, until I heard this, yes, they were the only person in the history of Harry Potter, but now I think I might be on their side. We here at the Shriekcast are Harry Potter scholars, um, so I feel like we should probably weigh in on a Harry Potter scholastic scholastic debate that is that is currently raging. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. How tall is James Potter? Ooh, um, probably, I don't know, like 5'10", 5'11". Would it like about average height? Yeah, just like average, average height, average British guy. You fool. You absolute oh, no. fool. Uh, 
I, I cannot I cannot believe you would say this um, because the the foremost height scholar um, or excuse me Harry Potter height scholar um, on Reddit uh, Reddit user the Dawn of Texas uh, has provided ample evidence for us that James Potter is in fact tall as described by Voldemort meaning he's got to be you know. Tall. What what we would consider tall, which is six <laughs> foot. Um, do you have a response? Um, uh, I would say that I mean, yeah, six foot is pretty tall, I guess. But like, I don't know, like five, five ten, five eleven. That's not short by any means. It's average. Um, so <laughs> I, I guess a little background on this feud. Um. There is, there are two two Reddit posts um, that seek to understand how tall uh, all the Harry Potter characters are, um, and I, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna hit you with with how tall uh, this Harry Potter scholar Dawn of Texas thinks thinks that the characters are. Absolutely, hit me. James Potter, six foot one, in parentheses, minimum height to be considered tall. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Harry Potter 61 no explanation. Ron Weasley 63. Jesus. Sirius Black 63. Snape 511. <laughs> <laughs> uh Draco 62. Oh sure. Um Bellatrix Black 6 foot 3. That sounds okay. That mm, that <laughs> seems abnormal but okay. Uh Narcissa Malfoy 59. Okay. Hermione Granger, 5'5". Five, five. Gin- sure. Ginny Weasley, 5'1". Ginny Weasley's a whole foot shorter than her husband? Yeah, so this is this is just... The the entirety of this post is just... I mean, it's labeled on the Reddit discussion, but then it's just height of Harry Potter characters. That's very good. And um, it's this list. Minimum height to be considered tall being 6'1 is uh, wild to me. Like like their 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 thought process because I, I guess like, like five foot ten is the average height for for men is there is the statistic they're working of but extrapolating that out to mean that you are not tall unless you are at least six foot one is like i don't know like that's we're we're, we're at medium brain there and then this just <laughs> like this just expands out into like complete cosmic brain bullshit. Yeah. Um. Do you remember those like math problems? I guess they're not math problems. They're like logic problems from like elementary school. Or you'd have like a list, and it would be like Mary is taller than Joseph. Um. But Joseph is is shorter than than three of the people. You know those ones I'm talking about. And then yeah, you have to like yeah, order yeah. them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. That is what this person has done with like weird height references in the books right like apparently Voldemort calls James Potter tall I don't know where that would be it's never explained I don't know why Voldemort would say that uh like did he go to James and Lily's house and like before he kills James go like oh you're taller than I expected oh it's big boy season (laughs) um so this this post is like not remarkable on its own um other than saying that Bellatrix was six let's see six three six three um like bellatrix is in the nba like yeah i don't i don't really understand that um but i'm shocked that there are responses because this is such a boring post sorry like sorry this is just like (laughs) i like who gives a shit i don't care um (laughs) what i did not expect is a 
saga of another Reddit user and their their uh their IGN is why kick a moo cow one eleven <laughs> um refuting these heights uh and and this all gets very personal um i i think this is maybe the wildest like fandom argument that i've ever seen this touches all of my favorite like fandom feud things in that it one it's arguing over completely unnecessary lore details like it's not about like none of this is about anything other than like just the minutia of of random you know random details um two people get incredibly angry about it uh and and like drag feuds out for uh like across multiple threads that's always fun to read three maybe a little bit sexual i don't know it's definitely a very odd thing to notice they could like this um like this in depth also this we have not mentioned that uh that the original poster here also has made a thread about this for dragon ball z characters oh uh, yeah yeah I, I mean this is they are a, a scholar of the fandom and also have some like uh, a scholar of height i guess yes um so they made that original post there's an, an enormous argument uh between them and why kick a moo cow um who who says like you're wrong like none of this is true and and brings up evidence as to why why it's insane which to be fair it, it a little bit is mm -hmm. um so the dawn of texas comes back with a new a new post height of harry potter characters reboot and we've got some new heights they've they've adjusted you mm -hmm. know what they say uh harry and james potter he's he's shrunk an inch they are six foot now <laughs> uh ron weasley's still six three hermione granger's five four which is an inch shorter but in parentheses it says same as author <laughs> uh jenny weasley is five one parentheses much smaller than hermione <laughs> uh draco's six one slightly taller than harry severus snape is five eleven taller than narcissa and narcissa is five nine tall for a woman um bellatrix is not in this list so i can only assume that she's still six three <laughs> she better be uh i'm glad that snape has uh, been upgraded from manlet to average uh... <laughs> i always pictured snape as tall and i don't know if that's a fan fiction thing um I feel like what what really throws a wrench in all of this is the fact that Harry ages and presumably grows throughout, yeah, throughout the right. books. And which age of Harry are we talking about here? Or right. Any of these characters, I assume really? I assume uh, peak height. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and there's a little bit of a, a like a tiff between uh, Dawn of Texas and another user finance lady who is uh, rejecting his like his premise that. Uh, that Hermione would be the same height as J.K. Rowling. And from what I can tell, uh, the Dawn of Texas's evidence is just that Hermione's a self-insert character, which to be fair is true, but seems to make the like logical conclusion <laughs> like that physically self-inserted as well. Right. Like they and and also he cites J.K. Rowling's um height as 5'4 and then in parentheses without shoes. <laughs> how oh no how does how was that calculated that's mm. there's also some weird stuff because again like finance lady is like no hermione's still growing in 
uh, book five, he says, no, girls stop growing after 15. Um, uh, and it's some ooh. do, I guess. Uh, <laughs> some do, it's like the, you know, the, the classic, you know, people grow at different times. It's all, it's, it's all individual. But, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, there, there's quite the like great discussion there. Um, but boy, why kick a moo cow is back in this thread. Fuck yeah. Ready, ready to throw down. Um, and they're back by saying, again, you have Ron only three inches taller than Harry when we know for a fact that Ron is definitely taller than the twins by a number of inches at least. And the twins are definitely taller than Harry by at least a few inches as well. To t- to me, this tells me Harry is at least five inches shorter than Ron, probably more. Bloody hell. <laughs> So, what do you think of that logic? Uh, makes sense to me. That's sterling. Yeah, it's got to be at least five inches shorter. Just going to throw that number out there. There's, um, there's so much stuff in here, too, about the Pottermore <clears throat> art. Like, like, like the sources here are all over the place. Like, there's, like, <clears throat> like sources of, like, how tall J.K. Rowling is without shoes. Uh, how tall they are. Characters are calling each other in the books. And then also just like, the, the Pottermore art according to uh to Dawn of Texas depicts um uh Ron is three inches taller than Harry and it's canon because JK Rowling approved it because it's on Pottermore. Uh yeah, this seems to be like a very um I, I guess I'll go out on a limb and say like a misunderstanding of how illustrations are made because uh <laughs> this really makes it sound like he thinks that um I say he, I don't I don't know. Uh Dawn of Texas, they think that um like Again, I'm back to like middle school math problems where you get like the the diagram that's like a tree and it's like this tree is 11 feet tall and you know the like angle of the line mm-hmm. to like a person and you have to tell like how tall that person is and and I think that uh Dawn of Texas thinks that um that that's what illustrators do. They like math <laughs> out you know, yeah. J.K. Rowling is like, I need you to make, you know, Ron exactly 6'3", and I need you to make Hermione exactly, you know, 5'5", five five, or excuse me, 5'4", without shoes in perspective. Um, so, big if true. Big if true. Um, well, maybe short if true, depending on... <laughs> uh, and this, I mean, this, 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 this discussion gets very personal that's the best part here is 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 not only is dawn of texas dedicated to this uh uh thoroughly enough to reboot the entire thread but uh Kikamukau is not gonna let uh their foe get away that easily uh no uh, no absolutely not um they have a little bit of a back and forth about how tall harry and james are um apparently on the premise that you have to be six one to be considered tall <laughs> uh why kick a moo cow comes back with this the scathing retort that is not evidence that is guessing also tall is such a subjective thing different to every single person what i'm using is hard facts based on what is in the books on who is taller than who you are using subjective language and ignoring the bits of the books you don't like like the fact that ron is noticeably taller than the twins and the twins are noticeably taller than harry you have even decided that the average height for male wizards in the magical world is about six one simply because you want harry to be tall and you <laughs> need to raise the average just to make harry being tall work <laughs> uh i i feel like there's a lot there 
there's a lot i i mean yeah it gets very personal and and maybe you know i i was i was half joking about this being like a fetishy thing but like like maybe maybe there's something to it this this idea of, of like rearranging the entire concept of tall to make your favorite character tall or whatever it's 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 very uh this this has layers to it yeah and and they say you know you just want harry to be tall which seems like an insane thing to say but i do kind of think that they do want harry to be tall and i don't know why they're very adamant that harry is at least six foot um but this really set off the dawn of texas they did not like the implication of this post and they come back with the uh you are not using hard facts. You are, in fact, discarding statements from the books which you simply don't like. And you are rambling now like a lunatic. No one ever said that the average height was 6'1". The average is 5'10", and Harry Potter is described as being taller than average. Voldemort describing James as tall is evidence that he is tall. And Harry being the exact same height confirms that Harry is too. You simply don't want to accept it because you live vicariously through Ron, and any positive traits that Harry has makes you feel threatened. <laughs> oh fuck there's a lot to unpack there there's a lot to unpack there um yeah living vicariously through through ron through ron and so you want ron to be tall who wants ron to be taller which i mean like ron is tall i guess like he's that is all the weasleys are described as tall but like this is just such a this is such a weird thing to latch on to this is where we, we come to the heart of the feud, and it's that one of these people wants Harry to be tall. And the other and, one wants Ron to be tall. You know, um, if you remember, I know we haven't gotten here yet, but um, do you remember the prophecy from the fifth book? Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Harry and Voldemort, like, they can't live. One cannot live while the other survives. Um, mm-hmm. This is that, but it's like Harry and Ron, one cannot be tall while the other is... <laughs> also tall there can only be one tall character (laughs) uh yeah that's why snape is 511 yeah (laughs) Yeah, although really snape being here's the thing snape being shorter potentially than harry in the later books makes like in my head that just does not work like like the idea of like harry looming over snape while he's trying to teach him occlumency is really funny to me I <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Snape is just like floating a few inches above the ground. Oh, because he can fly. Yeah, yeah. So he's just uh giving himself a little boost. Yeah. Um, I you know I'm kind of on Waikikamukau's side here. Um, only because I really reject uh, Dawn of Texas's uh like conclusions because they cite Bellatrix as being six three which is just bonkers like if i feel like like i'm not saying that bellatrix couldn't be 63 but that's something that would come up in the books right like 63 for a woman is not a height that like goes unremarked upon like in a, in character design like in description like that would be that would be very 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 tall Right, and this and this comes up a lot in this kind of back and forth is the idea that characters wouldn't remark on height if it wasn't something that is like remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um th- there seems to be a lot of people saying that like Ginny is small. Um 
and maybe that is something that comes up like that is a way that like the fandom likes to characterize her as being like a the the kind of the trope of the like small but ferocious mm-hmm. like girl character right um i don't but but maybe she's small because she's 11 i don't i don't know um yeah like well, that's the other thing is, like, these, bo- <laughs> these these books are all about characters growing up like from 10 to 17 or whatever so like you know there's there's room for 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 growth there like any yeah but any, not any for not for girls oh that's true girls right. stop yeah. growing after 15 <laughs> I just feel like any any like physical descriptor should be basically treated as dust in the wind for these characters since they're so young, you know, like. Yeah, uh, I, I think that like this is such a good discussion because um, there are a lot of references to height in these books. I mean, I mean, that's like pretty normal, right? Like character character description, something that's like remarkable about someone probably yeah. point out that Bellatrix is six three. Um but height is going to come up a lot because they're teens, right? Like, yeah, like you have you have a growth spurt over the summer, or like, um, you know, Harry grew because he got to eat this summer, or whatever. Right, right, yeah. Um, it's, it, this is like the the pinnacle of like the kind of discussion you see for a series that's over. You know, like when there's when there's nothing left. Like, like when you've picked the bones of what there is to discuss about, like your favorite fandom, this is the kind of stuff that gets big. It's just funny that it's this, they're they're very passionate about this. Uh, yeah, I I really should have looked up the quote where apparently Voldemort says that James is tall. Um, but yeah, they they have mined every available height adjacent possible thing that has been said in these books. Which you know what? Hats off to them. Uh, I. I look forward to them taking this fight to the wiki where where it will probably just spill over into like actual violence. Uh yeah, I hope so. Um you know, I I wish I could just go through all of this because there's there's so much this this feud is um seemingly endless uh while I look at it, but I I guess we can um kind of let's let's settle it let's let's talk about how tall how tall these characters are all right let's do it harry what are you thinking like are we going for like adult like yep like, yeah fully grown like fully grown yep. uh i'd say harry is probably like five ten. okay okay so average yeah and and James is the same height. I don't know why yes. that's an assumption. That that's like I know that they're always they like look the same, uh, but it seems to be like taken for taken they're for granted. Literally the same height. Yeah. Yeah, like they they're like clones of each other. But you know, we'll take it completely literally. Um, how about Ron? He's gangly. Ron, yeah, gangly. Uh, yeah, I'll say Ron ends up at about like like. Five eleven, six six feet tall, maybe. I want to say six foot. Yeah, six, like yeah. I think he's like I think he might be the tallest character. Yeah, yeah. Ron, Ron gets all gangly and tall. I, yeah, six foot sounds about right. Um, there's also a little bit of confusion because obviously when they um hired uh the actors for the movies, they were eleven, so you just can't predict how tall they're gonna uh, be. Uh, I cannot wait till we get further in the movies because Ron gets like fucking ripped by the end of like the last <laughs> movies. He's hu- Ron is huge in the Deathly Hallows movies. Like he is a, he is a, a strong lad 
Well, good good for Rupert. Yeah. Um, I don't even think we need to talk about Hermione because, of course, she's the same height as the author without same, shoes. Yes, same same height, five four, which uh, is apparently five four. Yeah. Um, how about Ginny? Uh, I yeah, it's like I just uh, maybe it's because I haven't read the books all the way through yet, but like I just nothing is sticking out to me in terms of like her being particularly short or tall. I mean, I guess she is quite athletic because she's on the quidditch team so i'd say like five 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 six maybe yeah i was gonna say like average like five five i don't i don't i don't think she's five one i reject that i have nothing to base that on because it would be crazy to have anything to base any of this on (laughs) um let's go with my gut how about um how about draco uh i think draco ends up shorter than harry because that would be funny um so I'm going to say he ends up like 5'8 or 5'9. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I don't picture Draco as just like a towering, no. towering fellow. No, and just like, like, I, like cosmically, I think it would be funny if after years of bullying Harry, he ended up shorter than him and like stewing about it, maybe. Sure, sure. Um, uh, how about Snape? Uh, we've, we've established that he's floating a couple inches I off think, the ground. Yeah, I think that Snape is, uh, Snape is like lord farquaad in the shrek movies <laughs> where he's like he's actually like four feet tall or whatever but wears big oh, shoes no! uh so he's always fl- or like when tom we see pictures of like tom cruise or robert downey jr wearing those huge platform shoes for photo shoots uh wait is snape is snape like ben shapiro is he like is he like <laughs> god no <laughs> why would you do this to my favorite character Snape, like four foot five and like <laughs> like he just floats everywhere to look taller he just wears long robes and floats no no no, no. I, i'd say i'd say snape is like i'd say snape is like six feet, feet tall at least i always pictured snape as tall like they like he always has a very looming presence in the book he's always described as like towering like you know leaning over people and being condescending I, I'd, I'd say like snape is probably like six feet tall okay i, I can live with that what what, um, what, what what would your answer be what what uh yeah probably six foot i always picture him as tall i i feel like i feel like most of the references to his height though are when harry and ron are like 12 yeah um, sitting down. so it's so it's a little uh it's it's hard hard to say but i do i do picture him as tall Mm-hmm. Um, is Alan was Alan Rickman tall? I believe he was quite tall. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, uh, Bellatrix obviously six foot three. Yes. Um, I have no. Not even argue with that. I don't have any argument for that. Um, no. Uh, but but she is like much taller than Narcissa, who is tall for a woman, but is five nine. <laughs> uh, I have I have no recollection if we even get to see Narcissa in the books. Um, other than during the like unbreakable vow scene <laughs> all i know about narcissa is that she says he is just a child or whatever and that was my phone <laughs> wallpaper for a while for a while it's that fucking picture of draco uh yeah um uh how tall is dobby oh fuck uh, i'm just dobby? i'm adding in some uh, some of my yeah, own uh... um i'd say dobby is three a uh, handsome three feet tall hmm that's that's perfect um yeah i can't think of any other characters i 
I would say that Voldemort is seven feet tall. That's very tall. Um, Voldemort, because well, because seven is a sacred number, is the thing. <sighs> I forgot about that. That seven is a a very serious number. It's a seven feet tall. Mm. One one Horcrux for every foot. That, that yes, that makes sense. I um, how tall is Dumbledore? Is he uh, also seven feet tall? Uh, I think they're both seven feet tall. Yeah, I think they're both seven feet tall, and, and Grindelwald was like a handsome seven one. Mm, he yeah, no wonder he failed. He he didn't quite. I mean, he he is seven feet, but that one just throws him off from the sacred uh exactly. sacred number exactly. Well. I, I think we've made good progress with this. I think I think we've settled it. Uh, if if Don of Texas or Waikikamukau would like to reach out to us to uh, be our second guest on the show, uh, unfortunately Jordan B. Peterson was our first guest, so you know that, <laughs> that is gone. unfortunate. Um, just want to say, uh, there I have I have a lot to say about this Dumbledore uh stuff i think the number one thing i would like to point out is how absolutely dumb it is that that the chapter dramatically ends with professor mcgonagall dragging him to dumbledore's office him sitting down with dumbledore dumbledore just goes got anything to tell me dude and harry's like nope and that's it that's the (laughs) meaning like like what yeah, I definitely reread this scene to see if I missed something. Mm-hmm, and me then too. and then I went back to kind of write my outline and again was like, did I miss what Dumbledore had to say? No. No. Just He he has he tells he he tells Harry what a phoenix is and then says, "Oh, also the... they can carry they can carry that is very the funniest fucking thing in this entire series so far." Like oh. weird weird <laughs> Oh, my bird. Uh yeah, it can li- it just it really can lift heavy weights. And also it has healing tears. It's so good. Like we were we were kind of <laughs> clowning on the Ginny thing uh, last episode, but this is so far beyond that. This is Oh, hello Harry. I see you've met the plot to, like like you've met the Deus Ex Machina. Here it is. <laughs> like like <laughs> My bird, my bird can take huge loads. Like, thanks, dude. Like, I, I'm really glad to know this this nugget of information, and that I'm sure will not come up ever again. Like, yeah, you might not think this bird can carry you, uh, but don't <laughs> don't be fooled. It surely can. When, uh, whenever I whenever I'm you know around birds, uh, I'm always asking their owners, "Hey, how much can this thing lift?" <laughs> doesn't ask dumbledore just volunteers that he's ready for harry to ask and he so, just, so just heads that one off is is that what did 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 dumbledore like call mcgonagall into his office and go like minerva um i've got to tell harry something about this bird before it explodes uh i don't want to see his face when the bird's on fire so can you go get him please like like is that what's going on here 
did he orchestrate like hiding behind the door yeah like 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 is this is this mastermind at work dumbledore going like okay my bird's nearly dead i'm gonna get harry up here he's gonna see the bird nearly die uh and he's gonna be real freaked out i'm gonna have a good laugh and then i'm gonna tell him the bird can carry a lot of weight uh like this is so ridiculous because when you think about it Fox doesn't need to carry how to, out of the chamber, you know? This seems like this weird this weird problem where you're writing something and you're like, "Oh, damn, like my characters are stuck in this chamber. How am I to, how am I going to get them out?" Oh, well, I've got this bird. I guess the bird could carry them out. <laughs> also, and then you go back and write this in earlier instead of being like, "Oh, I guess the bird could go get Dumbledore." <laughs> yeah, like like also, I, I I actually don't know if is is that part of like the Phoenix legend elsewhere is it, like I know, you know, obviously everyone knows the Phoenixes, uh, they, they burst into flames and rise from the ashes anew is that also they can carry a lot of a lot of weight. Is that actually I actually a, did. I didn't look into that. I should have. I have no idea. I might look that up on our break. That might, that might make this a little less goofy, but just him volunteering like, oh, Harry, here's all here's here's my bird stats. Uh, <laughs> huge HP bar uh, has a resurrect spell, uh, had, you know, spec for healing, obviously, and a uh, huge inventory space. Unlocked all the inventory space on this bird. Yeah, this bird has ninety nine bag spaces. Like what? <laughs> this scene is so weird. Couldn't have, couldn't that have been like like it's a fucking bird? Couldn't it have like couldn't this have been illustrated somehow? Like what if after after Fox catches fire, or maybe before he catches fire, he like picks something up and Harry goes like, "Huh, birds don't." carry things that heavy nor like if it was flying around Dumbledore's office like carrying something like that seems like a more natural way to 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 introduce this like already kind of funny concept at least rather than Dumbledore's being like <laughs> oh I see you saw my bird guess what really good at carrying stuff <laughs> um and then the, here's how the movie ends which is why I wanted to save this like Hagrid table haggard <laughs> discussion for a little bit so they they all meet in the great hall for a big feast hair and gryffindor wins the house cup and blah 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 so hagrid went to prison uh to like to placate the ministry of magic mm -hmm. um and then he walks back in and then the entire end of the movie is everyone losing their shit and clapping for Hagrid as he walks in. And like he gets a standing ovation. Everyone runs up to hug him. Is baffling. Like everyone is cheering. The teachers are are hooting and hollering. Um, it goes on for what feels like five minutes. Wow. I know it isn't, but like it is endless. And is this is this where is this why everyone remembers Hagrid as so cuddly? like like in pop culture is it like this scene the one that's ingrained in everyone's memory like everyone fucking loves hagrid like here like it's also this is like a a real like soundtrack nerd complaint here it is playing harry's theme while everyone is <laughs> clapping for hagrid like it's blaring harry's theme uh over the ending 
while they're all like running over to give Hagrid a big hug. It is so weird. Like the, like this is the shot they chose to close the movie on. Um, I, again, is this Robbie Coltrane? Is this who's like like I'm gonna walk from these movies unless we get to do some reshoots and I want the ending to be me walking in and everyone <laughs> losing their goddamn minds. It's it's so weird. Um, and here's I guess here's my theory about this. Okay. I think that this when this movie was made was the height of people clapping at the end of movies. I think that the, <laughs> I I think the scene was put in for the audience in the theater to clap. <laughs> so the audience could clap while everyone else is yes, clapping. Yes, because every perfect. every student is clapping. Like why are that's it's people like don't do so that. So many shots. It's shots of everyone clapping. The students are clapping, the teachers are clapping. There's like a shot where it like shows like, "Oh, even Snape is clapping." Like, I mean, he's got, he's got like a grimace, but he's doing it and like everyone is so stoked for Haggard to come back. Yeah. Uh No, that's that's my theory. This this I scene was there so that the theater goers would stand up and clap. So stand up and clap and not feel bad about disturbing anyone. I yeah. I think that's genius. That that's one hundred percent what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, like Hermione shows up. Hermione shows up before that too, and like Harry and and Ron are happy to see her or whatever. But then like Hagrid walks in, and just steals that thunder completely. Like, yeah, you have to like, clap. Oh, for you're Hagrid. happy. You're, th- you're happy that Hermione's back? Well, guess what? The big man is in the house. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Also, the big big feasts, whatever. They got magic food. There are too many peas in, on the table. that are just like, here is a, here is a pound of peas. Not it's even. There's five a, pounds of way peas. Way more than a fucking pound. That's like when, when you're mixing a salad for like a dinner party and you're like, you're like this salad needs to serve like four people and you get one of those gigantic metal bowls that you mix it in. That is, it is full to the brim of peas. Like you, <laughs> you, you want some fucking peas? Like that one bowl of peas in this movie could probably serve every kid at that feast but they have like multiple bowls of peas everywhere and it it was like (laughs) i I think that was just like where i was at the end of this like three hour movie but that was like the first thing i noticed was that there were just (laughs) way way too many goddamn peas to be fair it is a long scene of clapping for hagrid where nothing else is going on so you look around and it's like damn that's a lot of peas there's so many peas so I think we go to Defense Against the Dark Arts next, which kind of contrasts the horrible, horrible, mean teacher at Potions class to Lupin, who is definitely the cool teacher, definitely does Zippo tricks. Um, I I was <laughs> laughing when I when I was reading the part about him like shooting the gum out of the lock into Peeves' nose. So I was just thinking that was a Zippo trick. That is that the was. Z- yeah, and was it was it Dean Thomas or Seamus or someone that said cool? Yeah, it's Dean Thomas says "cool professor" or something like that. Like, <laughs> like... He's the cool teacher. He's also very young. Um, uh, I think that the actor is a bit older in the movie. Yeah. I, I think the actor does a great job. Also, I think that's fine. But he he's also like Snape's age since they were 
uh, in school together. Um, I have a little aside for you, which is about the spell that Lupin used uh, because oh, the, the wiki page for the spell is so funny. It's very short because <laughs> this is the only place that this spell ever comes up. And I, I don't know how this is pronounced. I assume Wadi Wasi. Yeah, I remember. I, this is another moment where I had a like Jim Dale flashback because I really remember the way he said it being yeah, very yeah. strange. It was like, what do you want to see? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, um, really. He went it sounded it. like when John Travolta was trying to read Adina Medzel's name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, here, so here's the entry for the what do you want to see spell. The incantation of a charm that can be used to shoot a small, soft mass of whatever the caster so desires at the target <laughs> or victim. Uh, the hand movement, point wand. And here... Here's the rest. Wadiwasi comes from two words, and I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation as well. Uh, Vod and Vasi. Vod is a Swedish word that can mean wadding, and Vasi is a French term that means go ahead or come on. Together, they can roughly mean the wad goes ahead. magic for you oh my god <laughs> oh uh, the famous wad blowing spell <laughs> so uh yeah oh, professor fluick no when, when are we gonna learn the wad goes ahead spell please <laughs> <laughs> why isn't that in the game i want to use wadi wasi instead of uh instead of flipendo come on so there's, Holy there's shit. your lore. That's so good. Thank you, Professor, for teaching me that spell. <laughs> uh, is, is Fudge just bored and he just goes around just randomly <laughs> with people? Like, he's the Minister of Magic. And yeah, he's, so far uh, we've seen him uh, arresting Hagrid, um, picking up Harry at Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs> and now he is in a pub, which is fine, with the Hogwarts teachers and monologues to the waitress about an ongoing news. investigation. An ongoing investigation. I I can't tell if it's supposed to be a joke. Like I know that right. he's I know that he's supposed to be like like pretty incompetent and kind of just like the the buffoon politician character. Yeah. I cannot tell if this was it, like is he supposed to come off as a sleaze ball who is just like spinning a like, story? Yeah, I can, I don't know what to get from this. And I like I think that might be the intention and i only say that because i i hate the way he tells this story it's so flowery and smarmy and i think that that might be the intention is that we're supposed to pick up that maybe this is like partially fabricated or is like being you know fluffed up and made more in like scandalous sounding or something because because otherwise i think this is badly written like if it's not intentionally made to make me think that fudge is like an incompetent blowhard then it's just sort of it's so purple crazy and long and unnecessarily detailed that like 
if if it, if I if I'm not supposed to hate him after reading this, then it's a problem, you know? Yeah, I think we are supposed to. I think that um he's supposed to come off as sleazy. What I don't quite understand is why Hagrid and McGonagall and Flitwick are all just going along with it. <laughs> They're just there, like ha- just kicking a few back, and it's so like like the the. The premise, the very premise of this is absurd. This is like if, like, Bill Clinton went down to a bar and just started <laughs> telling everyone there about the OJ trial or something. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, just imagine, like, oh, hey, uh, can you pour, I, I want, I want whiskey on the rocks and I just gotta tell somebody, but, you know, they found blood in the Bronco and I just don't know if, if, if you know, if OJ's innocent. You know, they found the glove, they found a knife. And now there's blood in his dang car. Like, you know, keep it under wraps. But I think this guy might have killed his wife. Like, it's just like, it's so absurd. It's so fucking crazy. And I, okay. So, and also from this scene, I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to think that McGonagall, Flitwick and Hagrid all, all know all of this already. Right. They, they know what, like the details of everything that Fudge is saying, but they're getting really into the story. But is it not public knowledge? Like, that's the part that I'm confused about. It's, yeah, because uh, in the newspaper, we know that, uh, we know that, that, like, people know that Sirius blew up a street or whatever. Uh, like, that was in that news article. So I, I can't imagine that that's, like, uh unheard of like like the i think the new detail we're supposed to get is oh Sirius black was harry potter's godfather um but like the rest of it doesn't seem all that like damn we better keep this under lock and key you know yeah also the the fact that rosmerda has to be so dumb for this scene to work yeah god i is also really something because she because she's described several times as being like she's so into the story she's like breathless she's so excited she's just like she is wrapped attention can't believe it and i just like am i just have this image he's like it's the fucking minister of magic telling this like insane story to like the (laughs) hot dumb waitress so so and that was the other thing i didn't quite understand was the the um until she says like oh i knew sirius when he was a boy i was like i had just sort of pictured her as like 20 something waitress not uh-huh. uh yeah. not like the proprietor uh and like apparently at least like like does she mean that she remembers him from when they were both at school and she's like in her early 30s or does she mean i've been running the three broomsticks for a fucking billion years and like i i didn't quite understand that i have no idea i will um to tell you something that is completely unrelated to any of this other than it being about Madame Rosmerda because at some point like as a teen I got my wires crossed and for some reason have just do you remember the the bar in um Twilight Princess um <laughs> yes oh I, I know where this is going yeah. I, ha- I have somehow like this scene really caught me off guard because at some point in my history I have gotten my brain wires crossed and have just like taken the lady 
that is behind the bar from Twilight Princess and just pasted her onto Madame Rosmerda. Um, oh my so, god! I mean, that is a great character. Like, yeah, absolutely. Sure, I, I love her. Um, but it, I have to say that, like, when reading this scene, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's not kind of the the vibe here. Um, but I still picture. picture I don't. That. Yeah, I don't understand the vibe because if. If if we're supposed to see Rosmerta as like the the like wizened proprietor or whatever, then it's weird that she behaves like this. And it sort of makes sense, I guess, a little bit more if we're if she's like young and clueless. But then it just makes the rest of the scene look fucking bizarre <laughs> because then all the teachers are just sitting there watching the leader of the country uh talking to like a hooters waitress like i don't understand what's yeah the- i guess like that's the thing is like i my perception of what's going on here and like what i'm supposed to understand about this changes like rapid fire as this scene goes on because it's like starts with ron having a crush on like the cute waitress and then but then she's also the the owner of the bar and then now is like the the breathless like hearing this story for the first time from the president um so i don't really know what i'm supposed to supposed to pick up this, i'm not i'm not p- picking up what what jk rowling's putting down I feel here like this might have worked better if it was the latter and she was just like kind of like stereotypical ditzy blonde waitress and like cornelius fudge was just like a sad old man hitting on her on okay his own but then the why would mcgonagall and hagrid also just be like what well like, no i'm I saying like they shouldn't be this. there i'm saying they should not be in this scene oh, because them, oh, being there, okay. yeah, them being there makes it fucking absurd if, if it was just a scene where like oh why the hell is that guy here and he's just like mumbling the story to a waitress like that would make a little bit more sense, I think, and and fit with what we know of Fudge. Whereas here, it's just like, why are they putting up with this? Like, why are they here? <laughs> I I do think that, like, for however insane and contrived this scene is, I do like all of the teachers' like reactions. Like, I like to see that, like, how they feel about the things that happened. It's so contrived and absurd, but I like to see like Hagrid. He he at some point yells, like he's so upset. He's like. Like, like he can't believe that he comforted Sirius Black after James and Lily died and he didn't know that Sirius had done it. Like, I like that we get to see that reaction. I don't... Was there no other way? Was there no other way for this scene to happen? Because... To just it's... do the Hagrid Hut scene again? <laughs> yeah, I I think this is one of those cases where I think the movie version does this so much better like in in the movie it's like a almost a throwaway a conversation that he overhears walking past yeah like yep like he just hears the key part that like oh Sirius was harry's godfather and betrayed his family like like he hears the important part and that's enough whereas here we get like fudge fudge writing an entire fucking blog post about it like <laughs> it, it's, it's weird i i I don't know how old Rosmerda is supposed to be. I don't understand uh, why Fudge is hanging out with the teachers. I don't understand why the teachers have no input into the the story. I mean, like, I like their reactions. I think they're good, but I'm surprised that they have nothing to add or 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 to even like question Fudge on and like why Fudge is just like 
hello character who's just been invented i will tell you the plot like it like it's it's very weird yeah i i like again i think that it's sometimes a little like i don't always like to do this like offer an alternative of how this could have gone and maybe this is closer to how the movie did it but i don't understand why fudge had to be there at all and i don't know why it couldn't have been the teachers we had just had a scene with mcgonagall finally like breaking down and telling harry like sirius is after after you this could have been a scene of mcgonagall talking to her co-workers about how difficult it is dealing with right. harry while all this is going on and then revealing all that other information because this is like she doesn't she's uncertain of like what she should tell him or like like you know now that they've met him like how how hard this is and he doesn't yeah. know and that's really upsetting um so yeah, that's it, some that could have been a little or like less... her thoughts on lupin right like like the teacher's sort of dishing on lupin or whatever and then like giving him that connection i don't know like there, there's a lot of ways that this could i feel like there's probably a lot of ways that this could have felt slightly less like an assassin's creed eavesdropping mission but like, <laughs> yeah well we had to know. we had to get the, the map and then we had to you know go through the tunnel um and then do our do our eavesdropping mission in hogsmeade yeah yeah i yeah it's just the 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 longer i think about the the like just even the basic premise of like here's the leader of the free wizard world just like telling a waitress about an ongoing like crime investigation is just it's it's so funny like yeah like just there's there's so many I feel like there's so many other alternatives, and maybe I'm wrong. I am not a published author, but it it just it definitely does come across as as a strange, uh, like just like uh, like Obama telling telling <laughs> like I don't know a cab driver about how Martin Shkreli bought the new Wu Tang and like won't give it to anyone. <laughs> like like it's just like like why are you why are why is this the conversation that's happening? <laughs> yeah i also why is rose if also if if rose murder is really that like naive and like like basic why isn't her reaction holy fucking shit the president's here (laughs) like yeah it's like it's very uh not a big deal um but also is he he is flirting with her right I that was my impression. Yes, I okay. I, 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 I again, like I was saying, like I feel like if I'm not supposed to think that, then it's failed because he just comes off as such a sleaze in this scene. Like he's like retelling this story in like the goriest and like most scandalous way possible to make it seem dangerous and cool to her. Like I, I definitely got that vibe. Yeah. Um, I do. I want to point out, and I think this might this term and this might be the first and last time we ever see this this term come up. And it is when Hagrid is going on his tirade about how he he should have gone after Sirius Black, and Fudge says, like, no, or maybe it's McGonagall. I can't remember. Somebody says no, Hagrid. Like he he killed thirteen people. He's a super strong dark wizard. And then he and then they say only a trained hit wizard from the ministry the (laughs) ministry what (laughs) yeah um i feel like that's just gotta be like a i hadn't come up with aura yet right a hit wizard well because okay okay i think of of like a private like 
like assassin right like <laughs> yes yes uh so i don't know i think that's probably the only time that this ever comes up and maybe this is maybe i can't this is my problem is i can't remember who said it i don't know if it was fudge or mcgonagall yeah or, i feel like both of them would know the real word right <laughs> like like hit wizard seems like something hagrid would say and then someone would correct him and say like like horror or something it's, like it's fudge that says it oh wait fudge says it he okay says, that he makes says, it even he, fucking wilder he says you don't know what you're talking about hagrid said fudge sharply nobody but trained hit wizards from the magical law enforcement squad would have stood a chance against black <laughs> okay no i have a new theory hit wizards are martial artists hit wizards, <laughs> hit wizards oh, are wait, wait this is great that's awesome yeah. that's badass <laughs> a hit wizard is like just someone who's really fucking good at kung fu uh unarmed wizard bonus oh fuck yeah he's like a he rolled a monk and that makes you a hit wizard like so this is like the equivalent of if fudge had said like only a fucking samurai could go after <laughs> serious black <laughs> hagrid you stupid fucker only john wick could kill serious black <laughs> Haggard, you contemptuous bitch. <laughs> Goku would destroy Sirius Black. <laughs> we were not invited. Uh, I'm not offended, just disappointed. Um, uh, w- WB, what's the deal? Uh, let us know next time. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll... I, I feel like we've been snubbed before. Uh, snubbed again. Uh, these YouTubers like to uh, bring each other to the wizarding world of of harry potter as well and we haven't been invited to that yet um so i don't know how we're ever gonna try butterbeer i want i I so desperately like apparently i guess if you're if you're some you know a potter person of influence you can um (laughs) get into the park early to film it like they just seem to do it for people and i feel like if we you know in a, in maybe in a little while if, if we're, our audience keeps building and growing we could maybe uh get get in get in and just maybe not tell them exactly what our show is see um, this this is why this is why i've been working on my reaction skills mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we can pretend like pretend that we <laughs> haven't seen all these videos and like all both walk in just go like oh wow oh ah, there are wizards here some of that better beer there's I don't some know how to make, i don't know how to make that at home i definitely don't recognize that this is cream soda with butterscotch syrup in it uh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. We, can, we can we can take the same picture that everyone posts on the subreddit of the castle of like finally uh. had my dreams come true god um, i feel i you know i'm so glad people are, are excited that doesn't bother me uh Literally every day, someone is there with the identical photo of the mm-hmm. Hogwarts castle from the theme park and posted on the Reddit. And every time someone in the in the comments said, I wish I could try better beer. <laughs> Damn, cream soda! Cream soda, <laughs> folks. It's cream soda. It's A&W. It's probably fine. It's like probably eight dollars to get it at, at, at Wizarding World. Just buy a damn cream soda and put this a little is, syrup in it. 
like that's what you do you get you get that cream soda you put that syrup in it uh and after after you drink that and you uh, you know are having that kind of sugar rush just take a shot of fireball and say mm, fire whiskey <laughs> okay luxembourg does what am i thinking of are you thinking of transylvania because that's I'm also always thinking about Transylvania. <laughs> anyway, I, I thought that was a really, yeah, a really cute conversation. Like, like, oh, England got knocked out again. A cute family scene. And then once again, Percy is there to, like, drop the important names in a really funny, on-the-nose way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Molly conjures sauce out of her wand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I was like, what else is there? Uh, had to had to drop that one. What do you, what do you think of that? Uh, Other than that, that great initial cool. reaction, that would be pretty cool if you could just like get the perfect amount of sauce out of. Oh, I can't say this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a cream sauce, also. Oh my god! Come on, it is. <laughs> <laughs> god, yeah, no, it would be pretty cool. Do you think that they can do that? Like, like. What are the rules with food and magic? I don't know. Because that's the thing is like, okay, can you not conjure an apple? But it's like, okay, we are we are without food on this deserted island. Um, uh, don't worry, I can conjure cream sauce from my wand, but nothing, <laughs> nothing more substantial. Just like squirting cheese whiz out of a <laughs> wand like into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Can, yeah. Like, like, is it... <laughs> Is is the rule that it just has to be like not solid food? Like like is it okay if you can just like conjure gogurt in the middle of class or I think, something? I think, like they can, I, think it? It, I think they can conjure water. I think that's established. Um, I don't know how I feel about going from uh, the making fun of Dudley chapters to the wizard house where we we conjure cream sauce out of our wand. <laughs> Come on. Well, because because they're they're good guys. Oh and they're yeah. All thin. Oh, I for, I forgot. Um, yeah. So they, they can, can eat whatever they, can, they want and stay thin. Can squirt as much cheese sauce. just double fist like get like give me your one just double fisting two flavors of gogurt into your mouth like (laughs) like the wizarding world is is truly a magical place yeah it's like edward 40 hands and you tape your wand to your (laughs) to your hands and you just have to just just eat as much cheese whiz as you can can, can is that like oh no is that like how wizard alcoholism works like you take the bottle away from someone but they're like oh i could i still got my wand like is that like is that like a well drink if you shoot it out of your <laughs> wand like i'm just gonna drink the shittiest rum i have out of my wand Ugh. yeah that is how it is <laughs> a wand is a wand okay so here are the things that wands are wands are guns uh wands are swords and wands are a coke freestyle machine that you can carry around in your pocket (laughs) jk rowling she's just so creative (laughs) she's the queen (laughs) it's just some really incredible stuff it just gets my my imagination going there's so many sauces and drinks that you can shoot out of a wand Uh, yeah Uh, so i'm just gonna make an executive decision here and say we're doing chapter 14 the unforgivable curses and we're gonna do chapter 15 which is bobatons and durmstrang i'm also gonna practice saying bobatons uh in in, in the next week because i can't tell if i should do it with like a french kind of kind of little flourish there or if i should just say it like a 
dumb American where I just say Bo Baton. <laughs> oui, oui, so, Bo Baton. Uh, baguette. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Champagne. I'm going to workshop that one. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so that's what we're reading. We're just doing two chapters. Uh, they're they're a little long, but but that short should do us. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. So we'll work on that. Bon I'm going to try to talk you out of doing that, um, and Aye. I'll I'll work on mine. Um, but it's going to be important. Brie on my baguette. Wahoo! <laughs> It'll be worth it because Crimes of Grindelwald, and we're going to be in Paris too. So we'll have yeah, to. We are going to watch the uh, Crimes of Grindelwald movie. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Your your French got worse. <laughs> like you started and i was like yeah that's pretty pretty good and it definitely got worse um as you went <laughs> it sort of like became like italian a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of did uh, it's all europe yep whatever <laughs> okay well no matter where you are no matter what accent you use please read another book please read another book to our our first episode of uh this uh the fault in our stars podcast <laughs> we yeah we're transitioning we're no longer a harry potter podcast we are instead a dedicated nerd fighters <laughs> uh ugh. i can't even say it i can't even say it yeah well we did it we read another book so we read another book go us um getting to the bottom of this this ya mystery uh, we read uh, the Fault in Our Stars last week. So how'd you how'd you like it? When I was a kid, I I lived near a park, mm-hmm. and uh, there was like a, a a a tree in the park, and they they built a like kind of like clubhouse slash like public restroom thing kind of around it but they didn't cut the tree down so there was like this square in the middle Uh of this like new tarmac thing that they put down where there was a tree sure and i climbed the tree Uh once and fell and uh and i landed like right on my jaw and and i and i pushed uh my my bottom teeth up through my lips and had to go and had to go get stitches ouch yeah and i think i'd rather do that again than read the fault in our stars again uh well i won't i don't think we have to read it again i think the i think the one time is plenty um yeah i i don't even you know there are some good let's let's talk about the good things about there it. is, is that a good, good way to start because... yeah let's 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 give the, the the kudos out first i think sure um i did cry yeah i, I kind of got a little teary at the at, at a couple parts at the end yeah i i know that's kind of the the thing that people say when they talk about this book is it's like get re- get ready to cry mm-hmm. right it's like get your get your tissue box it's time to read the fault in our stars again mm-hmm. um so yeah there were a couple parts that got me i guess i guess i'll i'll throw out a little content warning for our listeners and also a spoiler warning because we're going to spoil the fault in their stars and also it's 
lots of lots of discussion about cancer and death and kids dying etc cetera, etc cetera, mm-hmm. um, if you don't know that but um so yeah there were there were a couple parts um i think the one that got me that got the most i think like one tear fell i like welled up got one tear and it was when uh hazel who's our our main character uh it's told from her point of view is talking to her parents and kind of it's it's pretty near the end it's after her her boyfriend dies and she's she's talking about how she doesn't want to die and hurt everyone but she will because she has cancer um so that that got me yeah it was that that part i think the part that that got me the most was there was the part with her there's a part with her mom that i can't remember specifically but there is a line i do remember with her dad where she's talking about how much uh she misses her 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 dead boyfriend and he says like gives you a, a like 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 gives you a, a, an idea of what how i feel about you or whatever yeah that, um, yeah i definitely got a little misty there so and that was a, that's a good i think that this book uh handles the stuff with illness and like dealing with impending doom pretty well like that stuff is i and like 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 i and i don't just want to say i'm not trying to be like a jerk here because like i'm not trying to say like oh and i'm it's only sad because it's a thing everyone experiences like like everyone thinks about dying and death right i i do think it is like genuinely well researched and like well written in these parts um yeah so that stuff, I, 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 like, yeah, credit where credit is due. I think that, like, a lot of the stuff, um, you know, he he mentions in a lot of interviews, John Green, that he, like, you know, read a lot of books and, like, spoke to a lot of, like, you know, cancer survivors and stuff. And, like, that came through. Yeah, I think his work definitely paid off. Um, I, I don't want to, like, skip to the bad things right away. Um, but, you know, for as many things that I think were done well, there were an equal number of things where the only thing on my mind was, wow, I'm so glad this kid is dead. (laughs) Uh, So so that's kind of, I would say that's the core of the problem with this book for me. Uh, Yes. Definitely had some sad moments, you know, so kudos where, where I uh, was, you know, more had the takeaway uh it's sad that kids die of cancer at the same time i was like i'm so glad this kid has died of cancer um, <laughs> not, a... not because not because <laughs> to be clear not because it's good that cancer exists and kills people but because it means we don't have to deal with him in this book anymore yeah so uh the main character's boyfriend augustus waters is maybe my most hated character in any book i've ever read i i don't want to can like sugarcoat this at all he is insufferable from the moment that he arrives on the stage and i just the it's torture it is torture to read this character i easily i can't think of another character i hate more and it's not a i love to hate this character no no i'm supposed to like this character yes and i just despise him (laughs) anyway yeah peter van houten insanely cool guy he rules Uh, yeah he rules um his assistant you know gets mad at him they go to the in 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 a scene even more insane than the book version she's just like while they're standing in the threshold after she's left and she's like oh we could do some sightseeing have you been to the anne frank house (laughs) 
What yeah, the fuck? sounds like a fucking blast. Thanks. Time to take you um, to the Anne Frank house. She's so weird. I don't know why she was in this movie at all. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't Speaking cut the Speaking of assistant. things that like, should be cut. Yeah. Yeah, like like she could easily be cut for this film, I think. She's played by oh, I can't remember the actress's name. She's she's a major character in the Borgias, which is a very bad show that I love. Um <laughs> uh it's just like a historical drama but it's like kind of game of thrones i mean i think it was pre-game of thrones uh that it started with it you know it's like horny historical fantasy and it's nice. just a big big soap opera with a lot of expensive clothes and it's it's very stupid um but she's in that and i think i think the acting is probably about the same there but that it fits there but she's so weird in this movie like yeah kind of robotic and, and and odd and 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 i don't know why she's there at all for the I, sake of the story it's uh, telling yeah to be fair to the actress the character makes no sense oh yeah um, yeah i don't think it's her fault so i don't really know what she was supposed to be going for um because i i don't understand why the assistant is there i feel like the assistant is there to fill a plot hole um being that like why would van houten invite them to amsterdam and then not tell yes. them anything um yeah like I really think that John Green, when he was writing this book, wanted that to happen and couldn't figure out how to make it happen. And that's how why the assistant there. exists in the book. Um, but it still my makes favorite, no sense. Yeah. My favorite detail of this is that the Anne Frank house would not let them film. And so they rebuilt it. They, maybe, they, they, maybe when they weren't allowed to film, they should have thought about it a little bit. <laughs> and like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this is insane. But no. So they went one, for it. We get, first of all, this is my favorite part of the movie because one, there's there's the there's the part where she's supposed to be like having trouble with all the stairs because there's a lot of stairs. Um mm-hmm. uh and it's supposed to be like this very dramatic thing where she's like she overcomes one flight of stairs and she thinks she's done it, but then there's another flight of stairs. Um and it's supposed to be like this like sisyphian metaphor you know like like she's got more to do but the way that it's shot with the music and the way it cuts is it's comedic because she oh she finishes one flight of stairs and then everyone's sort of like looking at her and then like the the assistant like looks like remorseful (laughs) and like moves out of frame to show her another set of stairs and then when she gets the those stairs there's a ladder and it's just like this bugs bunny cartoon to me it's really funny it's um it's the stairs in um mario 64 that you can't get up go up if you don't have enough stars (laughs) oh yeah she should have crouch jumped up there and gone like oof 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 like (laughs) clip through everything no oh if you do a half a press you can get yeah you only need one half a press to get up the Anne frank stairs <laughs> oh my god um weehoo i don't know why i said that weehoo <laughs> weehoo makes ocean roll seem tame better know what you're after if you catch a ride because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise